everyone. I'm your host Catherine Yuan, and you're listening to Corum. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Corum. I am Catherine. Today we have our guest from Montreal, Andrew Han.、Um, he is、uh, currently a doctoral student in choral conducting at McGill in Montreal. And Andrew, I know you also have many things interesting going on in Montreal. Tell us about it. Yes.、Um, so、uh, I'm currently.、Um, Researching on a piece by the American composer、uh, Craig Heller Johnson.、Uh, the name of the piece is called "Considering Matthew Shepard."、Um, so this piece is、uh, very interesting because it's、uh, is is it was composed three years ago.、Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a passion or oratorio.、Uh, it takes on the tradition of of passion passion settings, you know,、uh, from the Baroque. Period、uh, and earlier,、mm-hmm. uh, but it has a lot of new influences in it.、Um, yeah. Century,、um, uh, and it also talks about、um, Matthew Shepard, who was、uh, a gay student at the University of Wyoming,、right. who was、uh, tortured and murdered、uh, mm-hmm. very sadly in 1998, and and the incident became a, a national and international.、Um, Attention, because、um, it it was the driving force behind、uh, the legislation of the federal hate crime、mm-hmm. uh, in the states, which was passed into law、uh, by President Obama in two thousand and nine.、Mm-hmm. And this、uh, passion is about Matthew Shepard,、um, but it is it's also very interesting because the the traditional passion talks about Jesus, of course, and and the texts come from the gospel. You know,、right. from the Bible, and and this piece substitutes, kind of replaces Jesus with an with an ordinary human being, Matthew、mm-hmm. Shepard.、Um, so it's interesting to how to to see how the composer uses the traditional narrative, you know,、uh, in in an, another way, in an and、uh, applies to you know this uh, person, um, and it is also interesting because um. It is is not putting any value judgment on、right. on the, inst-、uh, on the incident.、Um, uh, the name of the of the piece is considering Matthew Shepard.、Right. It's not a passion of、uh, Matthew Shepard. That's、um, true. So so it leaves room for、um, the listener to really reflect on what's happening there instead of you know to 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 put a judgment on on the murder.、Um, So、uh, it's really interesting. So this is my main research、uh, that、yeah. I'm doing at McGill as part of my、uh, dissertation at the end. But I'm also、um, doing a presentation、uh, on the piece、uh, in podium、uh, later this year in May、uh, held、right. in Montreal. Yeah,、so、podium. If you don't know, is a choral、uh, conference in in Canada,、uh, which is held in different cities every year.、Uh, and this year is in in Montreal, and I'm gi- giving a presentation on this piece, and particularly focusing on、uh, social justice、mm-hmm. and choral music, and how the music can become an advocate for social justice.、Um, Because when 
when people talk about social justice and music, you know, they they often talk about sociology or yeah, um, you know, music education in the in, in the you know school or classroom, you know how how music can play a part. But mm-hmm. but I but I'm also more interested in the in the musical material itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I Andrew, before how, you dive into the the content of your presentation, can I ask you a question of how, like, what makes you bring core music and social justice together? Because it sounds like they're, like, very different area that we will look at. So what makes you bring them together? Oh, um, because it's, it's not a new topic, yeah? I, I mm-hmm. mean, I mean uh, a lot of new compositions in the 21st century are about social issues or at mm-hmm. least, like, they are socially conscious um, and I think uh, many composers are trying to make a statement, you know, with uh, their compositions. Um, we we see compositions about, you know, refugees or yes. about, you know, poverty and gay rights and, and, and all that. And I think it's really interesting. It's a, it's a new movement, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the 21st century when, when people think that music... Uh, has to go beyond the capacity of just being in the aesthetics of, of yeah, of, just or music itself. Like yeah, music as music itself, but it mm-hmm. goes further, you know, to to be really influential, you know, making an impact on the society and how music can really change, you know, uh, things and change the listener to become a better human being, to be more mm-hmm. compassionate about social issues and. I'm really interested in looking into that, but but since it's such a broad topic, right? Because uh, yes. basically, a lot of you know, a lot of choral music is about social justice, mm-hmm. and and I want to focus on just passion settings, um, mm-hmm. be, because I think um, the the form of passion, you know, is, is of course is a century old form, uh, yeah. fr- uh, beginning from the Middle Ages with the chanting of the passion. And and it flourished in in the Baroque period. Yeah, with, you know, m- most notably the Passions by Bach, as well as mm-hmm. St. John and St. Matthew. Um, it provides a, a big structure or, or form, a large scale form to um, to for the composer to elaborate on social mm-hmm. issues, um, and especially these new passion settings. They they kind of look back to the tradition in the past, and they. They look at the movement types, you know, for example, in, in Bach's Passion, you have mm-hmm. this movement, uh, uh, you have recitative, you have arias, you have chorus, and then you have chorales. And, and these movements provide a really good, you know, opportunity for 21st century composers to really elaborate on. And, um, and, and, and I think really the narratives of, of the Passion beca- becomes really effective um uh in the traditional passion of course uh talk about jesus's suffering and and yeah. death and and many composers just like replace jesus with with another person um and it becomes a really effective way to talk mm-hmm. about uh, about social justice and and to elevate uh someone suffering into a higher yeah. plane um, so, so that's, that's, that's the reason that I'm, I'm looking into passion. And it's mm-hmm. also because I, I have, um, as, as an artist, as a musician myself, and I believe the power 
uh, of music to to change the society, especially yeah. in nowadays. We see you know a lot of you know social social injustice out there, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's interesting that most choral music actually doesn't talk about social justice, but they bring about social injustice so mm-hmm. that we can know what's happening in the society. And yeah. um, uh, I, I told myself if I'm going to do a DMA in, in choral music, I'm not right. going to separate myself uh, from the world. I'm not going to just hide mm-hmm. in the academia and, and try to be a scholar, but I have yeah. to make an impact to to the world. And, and I think uh, one of the ways of doing that is to investigate how music can play a part in, in advocating social justice and social change. Yeah. Right. So you made a really good point. I was interrupting you. Like you talk about um, uh, like many composers, they try to tie core music with uh, social justice, but in a more sociological way. But mm-hmm. you, when you're doing this research, you focus on the musical elements. Um, can you explain a little bit more, uh, especially for considering Matthew Shepard, uh, in what way, in what kind of musical elements that you found in this piece that will, like, that advocates social justice? First, there is um, a mixture of different musical styles and genres in, in the piece. Um, mm-hmm. Most notably, country music. Um, okay. A lot of country music influence and a lot of classical influence, of course, mm-hmm. and gospel music. And even there is... Um, an imitation of a Gregorian chant. Mm-hmm. And, and so the composer is putting all these musical influences, styles together. And I think the, the diversity in the music is kind of a mirror of diversity in, in the society. Mm. Um, and um, b- because each style kind of represents, you know, someone coming from a particular, you know, culture or upbringing or musical training and, when when he puts different styles together, doesn't you know? That's uh, I think is an analogy for uh, human diversity. Um, mm-hmm. Another another diversity I see uh, is the text, um, okay. because uh, I I talk about you know the traditional passions text is uh, from the gospel, um, right? Mainly from the gospel. Um, but in considering Matthew Shepard, there are different sources of, of text. So mm-hmm. there is the text by the composer himself. Right. And there are other poems, uh, most notably by uh, uh, Dennis Michael Brown and mm-hmm. also Lester Newman, um, American poets. And also we have text from Matthew Shepard himself. So we have this movement where it takes the text from uh, uh, a diary entry uh, oh, from from Matthew wow. Shepard. It's like really messy entry. It doesn't make sense if you look right. at the text. Yeah. It says, "I'm funny. I'm I'm simple. I'm gentle. I'm I'm mm-hmm. interesting." Is is a lot of I am I am I am. Um, right. But um. But it's a really um, really good text to talk about. You know, Matthew Shepard as a human being. Mm-hmm. He's not a saint. Like, like many people try to frame him as a saint, as you know, uh, as someone who is larger than life. But, but in fact, Matthew was was uh, just an ordinary human being 
like all of us. And and I yeah. think by, by taking uh, a diary entry, uh, which is so personal and perhaps not supposed to be seen by the rest of the world, and, yeah. and by taking that um, and setting it to, to music is to bring about, you know, a down-to-earth image of, of Matthew Shepard and, and trying to change the... the 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 narrative from from um, the public media about you know his killing and and you know most people come to know Matthew Shepard from from you know the national media um, from the TV or from newspaper or now from the internet but but he was actually you know just someone who is very ordinary nothing yeah. special about him um yeah. so there's that and also there is text from his mother uh, judy shepherd oh, wow. um, so judy shepherd actually published a, a book a memoir of mm-hmm. his son and uh part of the text is from from her and and so you have all these different texts and also there's one movement it's called uh pilgrimage yes it it just opposes a different religious text together mm-hmm. um, so there is christian text from the bible uh, both the old testament and the new testament and then you have um jewish texts uh, mm-hmm. from the from the mourners kaddish and yeah. and then you have uh, um text from the quran and you yeah. have text um uh, a buddhist text and, mm-hmm. and so by just opposing all these you know religious texts uh, together, he's kind of creating an interfaith experience for, for the listener. Yeah. Uh, this movement, Pilgrimage, is talking about uh, the pilgrims going to uh, the place where Matthew Shepard was killed, and they pay homage to, to Matthew mm-hmm. Shepard. But these people come from all over the world, and they have you know different cultural backgrounds or different religion, but they all come together and unite together, you know, as um, as a group of people paying tribute to to yeah. his life, and mm-hmm. and so it's really interesting uh, to yeah. you know put all these texts together. So so that being said, you know, uh, there is also a lot of diversity in the text, uh, mm-hmm. uh, just like the music, and all that is is a kind of um, analogy for diversity in human yeah. being. I think, yeah. yeah. I like how you put it, um, they use the text that Matthew Shepard himself wrote in his diary that makes him a human. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time when we teach a piece to the student, we talk about the story behind a piece of music, we listen to it as story. But this is not just a story. This is something that actually happened. And right. Matthew Shepard could be anybody among us it could be one of our friends it could be like somebody living next to us like it's way closer than we think and i also like how you put like uh text from different religious background together like really it's just we there's just not that many difference between us like even if we have different beliefs right exactly yeah and and even um uh craig heller johnson created a new word uh, mm-hmm. in in this piece uh is the word amawe uh yeah. which is uh it, which is a nonsense word uh, originally so um so uh, the composer actually told me that uh he was trying to create a word that is universal so okay. he's trying to create a word with no uh cultural you know um 
background or any mm-hmm. tradition. You know, it's free from that. But yeah. it's a word that represents all of us. And 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 the idea of awe is so important in this piece. In, in yes. The, uh, uh, in fact, the movement uh, towards the end is called All of Us, which mm-hmm. has become a standalone piece nowadays. Which is, yeah. you know, a lot a lot of uh, choirs do it as the finale. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so so the idea of all and and he actually created this new word uh, to to um, represent all all humanity because uh, there is there's no word in the world that is truly u- universal, right? Mm-hmm. Even like you say thank you, like right, thank thank you for for us who who speak English, you know, means you know a word of gratitude, but yeah. for someone who don't know English, it means nothing, right? So yeah. so it's really hard to find so, uh, a word that is truly universal. So the mm-hmm. composer, instead of trying to find a word, he created a word with these syllables that might be universal. Um, but of course, that, that is also problematic because uh, does it even mean anything to, to, to you know, have this new word that yeah. uh, if, if you don't know what it means or, or if, yeah. if the composer doesn't tell you what it means, you mm-hmm. actually don't know. It's, it's, it's just, a, you know, a, a series of sounds or syllables um, so, so I also see it uh, as problematic, honestly. But, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a good effort. It's the it's, it's the ideology behind you know creating a, such a word and try to be you know embracing everyone is I think the key element to this piece. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was reading your abstract, and you mentioned about the non traditional instrumentation. Uh, would you like to talk about it? Like how how different is this? Yeah. Right. Um, so I, again, the diversity in the instrument, I, I think, is also imitating human uh, diversity. Uh, so uh, the instrumentation, it has uh, a clarinet, it has uh, strings, it has electric guitar and percussion and piano, right? So it's, it's really unusual, you know, mm-hmm. um, because if you look at, you know, Bach's passion, um, you wouldn't find a guitar, of course. No. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't find a piano. Um, but I think um, um, the piano also play a big role uh, in, mm-hmm. in this piece. It kind of, it it is kind of, it's kind of like you know basso continuo or harpsichord yeah. uh, in in the Baroque passion. Um, but um, in the um, in, in the original production of the piece, which uh, Craig Heller Johnson is the conductor and Constantinare yes. uh, is, mm-hmm. is, the, is the choir for the original production. Mm-hmm. And when, when they do it, uh, so Craig will, will be playing on the piano and also conducting uh, at the same time. Yeah. So the piano mm-hmm. will be facing the choir. And, yes. and so he is kind of um, um, doing a lot of, uh, a lot of nodding uh, while, while, while while playing um so so it's 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 really interesting to see how um how he puts you know different uh, instrument together and also the guitar which is you know of course a modern instrument and and um of course he's making a statement because um uh, when you write a, a passion it has to be you know uh uh Sound, it sounds like 21st century, right? You you can't just write something that copies the past or or like mm-hmm. a pastiche, and and so by putting that, uh, putting the guitar and and 
some like modern per- percussion uh, instrument is is yes. is uh, being innovative, but but in a sense, uh, not not totally um, unheard of because uh, in Bach's time, uh, we know we know that Bach uh, also you know looked to earlier music. Uh, right. We, we know know that uh, you know Bach uh, uh, Bach's music was not totally you know innovative in his time it was old-fashioned music actually in, <laughs> in, in his time yeah yeah that's true but he 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 was doing uh, a very good job you know in 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 just like putting together you know older style and bring it to a different level so uh mm-hmm. in that sense um i think um i think uh considering Murphy shepherd also looks back to to older music of of course i talk about you yeah. know uh, there's chants and there is you know uh uh, uh there is a lutheran chorale uh, at the end uh, in in the movement all of us so so it's looking back to previous tradition but also it's being a, a unique product of the 21st century yeah it's unmistakably uh 21st century uh with all the instrumentations um and and it's not, it's not a very big orchestra it's it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a chamber orchestra so it makes it yeah. more accessible to to people who want to perform it you you don't need to hire a lot of in, instrumentalists to, mm-hmm. to do it yeah so um and it also creates a very intimate uh feeling um so yeah yeah um, so as a conductor, I wonder like if practically, if I would like to perform this piece, this piece is almost two hours long. Um, and like, what are the challenges that it could happen to acquire? Oh, of course, um, it is very challenging. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. performed the piece before, so I, I'm just imagine, I, imagining yeah. the, the challenges that uh, it will occur. Um, so for for a piece this long, you know, it, of, of course, it requires a lot from the singer. Uh, That's right. Locally, um, mm-hmm. if it, if, uh, they will feel very tired af- after this. Um, yeah. And there, there is also a lot of singing. Um, yeah. Um, it's actually the choir is plays a substantial role in, in, mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and so the the vocal fatigue fatigue is one thing. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I I think is. Um, you know, being able to sing, you know, in different styles. So, so I talk about it mm-hmm. as different musical influences, right? And yes. There, there is also like gospel uh, kind of singing, and, and of course, right. when, when you when you do the gospel movements, you mm-hmm. have to sound like a gospel choir yes, instead of right. a, 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 a traditional, you know, church choir. So, so it's the the flexibility I think of the singer to switch from one style to another sure. is is one of the hardest uh, and, and most challenging uh, mm-hmm. thing. Um, and also the different languages. I, I, I mean, um, it's it's mostly it's mostly in English, but there right. are some foreign words like the word Kreuziger, which of course in mm-hmm. Bach's fashion, you know, is the, the, yes. the crucify. Yes. Uh, so so he's always putting you know different languages to, together. Uh, of course, I mentioned the diversity thing. Um, so and and also um, uh, I talk about the religious text, and uh, it's actually mm-hmm. in uh, the religious text are in its uh, original language. So uh, you have the Jewish text in Hebrew, and mm-hmm. then you have the Bo- uh, Buddhist uh, t- text, you know, in the, uh, in the original language. Uh, and so um, 
a singer again have have to be you know flexible in in singing different languages um on top of you know it uh being you know having the energy to power uh, the energy to sustain you know uh, vocally for such a long time yes. i mean yeah so so that's that's the challenges i i imagine that would happen um to a singer and i'm I'm also looking forward to perform it someday in here yeah. in Montreal or yeah. somewhere. Um, but um, it's it's a it's a big undertaking, you know, for the conductor to put together this piece. Yeah. Um, and and so I hopefully would do it uh, as part of my uh, lecture recital uh, at the end of my doctoral program. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I only performed two movements. You already mentioned one of them. All of us. And mm-hmm. the other one that's getting really uh, popular nowadays is "Meet Me Here." Right. That movement it's uh, like more accessible for most choirs, even for high school choir. Uh, yes. It's easy enough that to to pick up in a short period of time. Um, so another thing that you brought up earlier is about uh, usually in a passion setting there'll be recitatives, but mm-hmm. in this one they replaced it with actual reciting this text. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, this is really interesting be, be, because I I think um, uh, the composer is trying to generate uh, um, the experience of you know listening to a radio or lis- uh, listening to you know um, someone speaking you know from from television or something mm-hmm. uh, because when when the when the murder happened I I imagine right. you know at in 1998 at that time. Uh, most people would 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 come to know about this from the radio or yes. from the television instead yeah. of from the internet. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it was like twenty twenty some years ago, <laughs> and 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 so um, uh, I think like um, doing the recitative in a spoken style is is a more realistic way to recreate that experience of someone um, who heard about um, you know the news report uh, that at that time. And, and also, uh, when you speak, uh, it's, it's easier to understand what you're saying, so the clarity mm-hmm. of text. Um, and, and also, um, the composer doesn't prescribe uh, um, a narrator or like an evangelist, right? In, yes. In, in, mm-hmm. in, in this work. And, and he allows, you know, Different people to participate in in, right. in the, the narrative, and mm-hmm. and so if you if you listen to you know, if you watch um, Conspirare's production, actually, yeah, uh, uh, there there are different people from the choir who would stand mm-hmm. out and, and, and do the recitation, and then going back to the to the choir. So there's not a specific person for mm-hmm. the role of the narrator, and and so I think that is also interesting because um um. You know, the narrator is actually part of the community, part of yeah. the choir. So, so everyone gets to participate in in the storytelling. Instead, uh, you know, in the traditional setting, there's a evangelist who does all the all the yeah. you know, storytelling, who is uh, uh, always a tenor. You know, so so he is um, by doing that, he's opening up more more opportunity for people, different people, male and female, you know, different voices. Um, to participate in in the storytelling mm-hmm. uh, and and so and creating this um, kind of sense of community and communal uh, experience, I think um, is is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's very special, definitely. Um, so I have my last question. 
as a core singer, when we perform a piece like that or any kinds of music, like how can we advocate um, to bring out that sense of social justice in our creative process? Well, um, I, I, I think discussion is, is very important during mm-hmm. the uh, rehearsal process. I think a conductor has to be really open to um, discussion and, and, and rehearing different comments from mm-hmm. singers. I, I, I think it, especially dealing with uh, such a powerful piece and, and, and such a, you know, tragic um, event that happened, I, I think um, all of us are, uh, are having um, a lot of emotions going through right, us as, sure. as, as, as we listen or as we perform yeah. the piece. So, so it's, it's good to you know deal with these emotions and and really discuss it in a in, yes. in a in a friendly way uh, so that we we can um, understand about each other more during the process and create this open environment for everyone to participate in 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 the genesis of the of the performance um, and, uh, and 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 also I. I think um, performing a piece like that is just the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the work. Yeah, and yeah. Just like uh, the pastor in my in my church would say that that the ministry actually starts after the service, right? Mm-hmm. So the people has to go out to the world and and you know preach. And and similarly, you know, I mean, I mean, people may or may not know about who Matthew Shepherd is mm-hmm. before they come to a performance of this. Um, so if they didn't know about who he was and, and, and they come to this concert, they know about, you know, what happened and his story. And, and so they have a new perspective, you know, on uh, what has happened 20 some years ago and, and, and be reminded that same things are actually happening every day, you know, in, in yeah. the 21st century yeah. now, uh, but in different ways. And, yes. and I mean, it, it serves as, as a good reminder uh, for mm-hmm. all of us uh, who know or uh, who, who may know or, uh, or may not know about who Matthew Shepard is, and as to uh, it's a good reminder for us to to um, see the difference differences in us, but also to appreciate you know the diversity and the diversity is what makes us you know a community um, of people, and and so yeah, this piece yeah I, I mean is is it. It only works if if we create that kind of open environment and and if we really you know openly share our experience with with each other and and really um, let n- people know about who uh, Matthew Shepard uh, was is it, really important and um, and last year uh, actually on the twentieth anniversary of mm-hmm. Matthew's uh, death. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, interred into the National uh, Cathedral in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so his ashes were uh, interred. Um, yeah. And and in that ceremony, actually, uh, there there was a lot of music being performed in the service. Yeah. Um, and one of them is uh, you know considering my first excerpts mm-hmm. from from, from yeah. this piece. And and I think uh, a lot of people were moved by by it. Uh, of course, uh, those people who went to the surface would know who Matthew Shepard was. But but the music elevates um, 
the emotion or uh, compassion to it to another level. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, usually, that that that's the way how how music works, right? Because I think music has a, a stronger power to beyond words to uh, yeah. elevate uh, something, elevate our emotion. And and um, I I think um, a lot of people uh, saw. The, the surface via YouTube, I, I mean, uh, now it's still available on the mm-hmm. YouTube channel of the yeah. National Cathedral. Uh, I mean, um, with the help of social media, uh, the, the piece has reached uh, many, uh, many people uh, uh, across the globe. And, um, and hopefully they know about who Memphis Shipper is and is uh, moved by the music. And then they will, you know, try to be a better and more compassionate human being and, <laughs> and, 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 and influence um, people uh, around them. And I think that's the most important thing. And um, yeah. that's a quote by Leonard Bernstein. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, mu- music can change uh, the world. It doesn't ch- music doesn't change the, the course of events, but it changes uh, people. And then the people would would uh, change the world and people can make a difference and and I think it applies to uh, this work uh, it changes listener and performers alike and and then when we exit the concert hall we do our work and we do our part in in the real world and make changes and I think that's the beauty of choral music as social justice so. yes yeah I totally agree with what you just said and I want to uh, just bring it back a little bit when you said when we are like rehearsing or even performing this piece of music, there will be a lot of emotions um, happening to the singers. <laughs> if you haven't like listened to any of the performance, I would encourage you to go onto YouTube and you can still find the premiere of this piece. It is so heavy. Like it's, it's unlike any music that you have heard. I was just listening to the music before we do this um, interview and it was so much emotion coming in that I have to. I need to stop for a while. Like I have to get out of the room and then just like let myself calm myself down before um, I jump onto the second half of the piece. It's just so compelling. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. and and bringing back to the, to the point that the music lets lets more people know about who Matthew Shepard was. Um, so. Originally, before I knew about this piece, I actually didn't know who Matthew Shepard was. You know, being yeah. born and raised in Hong Kong, th- <laughs> this uh, incident that happened, you know, in 1998 when right. I was uh, when I was like eight. Uh, so I, uh, it's it seems so far from me, and 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 right. and I haven't heard anything about who Matthew Shepard was. But the first thing uh, I, I the first time I heard about Matthew was through this piece uh, considering Matthew Shepard and when I listened to it I wonder who this person is and and um, I, I search on Google and you know I I learn about his, his story so so this piece actually uh, brought me to uh, Matthew Shepard's story and right. I, I'm sure many people uh, know about Matthew Shepard through this piece as well so um, I think it's making a really strong statement and, and it's um, making you know the, the story of Matthew uh, known to the uh, rest of the world you know uh, before this I, I mean it was mostly you know an American uh thing that like, Americans talk about it, Americans know about it, but the rest of the world don't really know who 
this person was. And this piece really, get, uh, it, 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 it can really spread the message to uh, a wider audience. And I think, yeah, that's the beauty yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. So you just mentioned that you are from Hong Kong. Uh, I know that you made an arrangement of We Shall Overcome and you record a video in Hong Kong in the summer. So can you talk a little bit about like what initiated that whole idea of doing that arrangement and what you experienced in Hong Kong recently? Yeah, so uh, last summer, um, I was in Hong Kong and I was in the first protest um, uh, in June. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I participated in several other protests later as yeah. well, and and that really uh, had a huge impact on on me as a musician because I was starting to think, you know, what can I do for the society? At that time, I just finished my second master's degree, um, and at that time, what we did in in the school in the academic setting was like something in a bubble, you know, and yeah. and, and we. We talk about intonation problem. We talk about, you know, <laughs> the, uh, uh, different phrasing and articulation. But what do, what do that have to do with, you know, with someone who is hungry, you know, on the street, mm-hmm. who, who is homeless on, yeah. on the street, who doesn't have a shelter? I, I mean, we are still talking about intonation while they don't have food to eat. Right. And, and so that really makes me think, you know, what am I doing here? Uh, you know, and, uh, when I went to the protest, I, I, this question was uh, really troubling me. You know, uh, Hong Kong is going through uh, a hard time now. And yeah. as a musician, am I still doing the so-called elite music, you know, mm-hmm. in, in an academic setting? Um, uh, am I using what I learn or, or, what, uh, or, or my talent to really serve the society? And uh, at that time, I... I had uh, the motivation to to write uh, an arrangement of We Shall Overcome, which is uh, a piece that probably many people would, would know yes. uh, as a protest uh, song. And um, I I wrote a piece and I I I posted um, on I I made the post on Facebook and asked for donations. Right, mm-hmm. I, I I would um, I would um, you know send them send the donors the piece if they donate uh, a certain money to this yeah. organization, this nonprofit organization that mm-hmm. helps uh, the civil rights uh, movement in, in, in Hong Kong. Right. And, and, and in that process, I'm not taking any profits from that. Mm-hmm. I'm just donating uh, this piece, you know, as an act of, you know, uh, an artistic yeah. creation uh, in order to raise money for this non nonprofit. And, and I think that, uh, that was the, the first step, you know, um, for me as a musician to create something and 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 it's not just uh you know something uh, um about music for music's sake but really mm-hmm. some uh, music that does social good uh that that actually make uh, a a real impact to the society um so so that was my first step and 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 also you know um uh, recording the piece and posting on on uh facebook and and during a, a, a trying time of, of Hong Kong people, I think yeah. it, it, it kind of helps the, the morale. I, I hope I, I did a, a little bit of influence uh, yeah. uh, to, to my friends and try to che- cheer them up and give them hope, you know, in, yes. during this time uh, with music. And, and I actually also uh, 
brought the arrangement here to to Canada when I when I started um, right. uh, my program at, at McGill. I am the conductor of the university chorus here, and mm-hmm. when we did uh, our first concert, um, I I we we actually did uh, my arrangement of "We Shall Overcome," and and in the rehearsal process, I also told them about what's happening in in Hong Kong and why I wrote. This piece and why it, this piece means a lot to to me as a person from Hong Kong, and and it's during that uh, process that I I can also share uh, to more people and let them know what's actually happening uh, on the other side of the globe, and and also singing the piece you know uh, uh, together uh, in solidarity. I think it, mm-hmm. it means a lot to me. So I was really moved on the on the stage and. And in the choir, actually, there there was uh, a girl who is also from from Hong Kong at that time, and oh, she told okay. me that that also meant a lot uh, to to her, you know, yeah. this piece. So so I was really happy that I I can uh, do do something with my with my training with my talent to contribute to the society. Yeah, that's great. That's that was a lot of information, and it's a very good message that we should. Be more aware of uh, what we're performing and the message behind it. We thank you, Andrew, for being with us today, um, and we always welcome you to come back and let let us know more about um, this piece. Considering uh, Matthew Shepard, if you ha- ever have a chance to perform it, um, if you like this episode, please subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at Quorum Talk. Next episode, we will be going back to BC and chat with a local Canadian composer on his latest choral orchestral work. Before we finish this episode, um, here is Andrew Hahn's arrangement of "We Shall Overcome," performed by the McGill's University Chorus. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>